Dusty why, finish. Why am I playing with scissors? Because it's your birthday. That's right. You want to run around a little bit? <laughs> he is playing with scissors because it's his birthday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, boys and girls. This is the Stable of Studs podcast. Yay! I, my name is... I am indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. <laughs> He's drinking a road beer here. Yeah, he has road beer like fucking... It's sparkling goddamn water. John, my so my diet soda. John, my diet soda. What are you doing, John? <laughs> anyway, I always plan. You know, on my way to work, on my way to the studio, I always plan for a great, great introduction, and it never goes as planned. Never. Anyway, joined me today are my awesome, awesome colleagues, my wrestling fans, my marks, and definitely my smarks. I'm looking at you, bud. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we got Jimothy James Dean. How you doing today, sir? Um. Hanging in there, feeling old and tired. Old and tired, and so of being admired. That's right. Oh boy, the adulation. <laughs> you just wish you would quit or die or get fired. That's right. What is this? A blues song all of a sudden? <laughs> it's Eminem. Oh God, even worse. Eminem <sighs> was good. Tanner Treadway. Hi. I was gonna call you Tina Treadway today, but uh, I think that's pretty good. I like that better yeah. than Turdway. The Turdway is pretty funny though. It got old. Not to the rest of it. <laughs> That's why I had to be the one to say it. And of course, uh, Adam freaking Danger. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you know what? No, you don't get an introduction. Oh boy, here it comes. I, I don't know about you marking out on us in our in our little rooms that we have here. Yeah, fucker. Yeah. What's Party up with you? Why, why are you all of a sudden turning heel on us? Look, guys, there was one commandment in our room, and it was that you do not talk shit about DDP. And guys, he was a little old. He was just Shut a mouth. little old when he started wrestling. He was he a fine wrestler? He was okay. Okay, he was dude. Good. Okay, but he was he was ancient. He was ancient. I mean, his first match was against George Hackenschmidt and Eugene Sandow in the eighteen eighties. What the hell can he I throw was, at him right now? He was old. He was thirty. He was thirty four, which <clears throat> in, in to start your wrestling career is old, because by that point, like most dudes in their thirties have been wrestling for over a decade. But it's not like he wasn't in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he drove that car into WrestleMania 3. He had charisma That's shooting cool. out of every orifice. He was part of the Diamond Studs. Yeah. He was a manager for years. Uh, he was in... Dude, anyways, what, why... I, look, I, I'm going to be honest. To get at me. That's why he's doing it. Son of a bitch. I no, I mean, honestly, and not to, not to have a Booker T moment, but honestly, like, he's in my top five of all time. Like, as my, my personal favorite, yeah. you know. No, I mean, he's... I think that speaks fantastic. to your age. It's funny, because guys around your age... Love DDP, which I, I like DDP, but I like DDP more for like I've seen, I've known of that dude throughout like the longevity of his career, being a manager, yeah, and being like, oh hey, that dude's now a wrestler, good for him, like you know, so well, the big dude not selling out to yeah, me, because I'm like, well, it's like I thought even at the time he would walk, you know, Scott Hall or Diamond Side to the ring, and you're like, the, these guys are. Practically the same size. Yeah. Like, he's bigger than the rest of managers, and he's got a good look. Yeah. Definitely seemed athletic. I'm like, why isn't this guy wrestling? But I don't know. But he had a fine career. Look, he Carl had a Malone, great career. Carl Malone had to carry him through he that came, tag team no, match. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Goddamn mouth. He had one of the, He gave Goldberg one of his best matches ever. Yeah. He no, did. that was the best he, match Goldberg the ever The one had. where Goldberg uh, knocked himself out? Yeah. Because DDP was so dangerous? No, because he couldn't keep up yeah. with DDP. He, he couldn't so keep dangerous. up with the old man. Yeah, I mean, That's you true. guys saw those gifs, too, I sent where his hip gave out and he you fell off. You called him gifs? Gif? Get the fuck now out of the studio. 
<laughs> guys, it's okay to like DDP. You're allowed to like. I allow you guys to like. You DDP. don't. I don't need your permission to that's, like DDP. No, that's, that's the you thing. Guys, hey, get on that network. Fire it up. Watch some of them DDP matches. Watch some of them that are in color. Those are the best. You know. This motherfucker. Oh my god. He was rehearsing this shit in the car. Oh, I know. I know. He's very proud of himself. <laughs> you would be too. I, I, I bet you're. I, I, bet, I bet you're. I bet you're fucking rock solid right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that Brian Cage the Omega photo. Oh my fucking god! Tough. I think you meant Dwayne Johnson hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a rack in my V. He's uh, well, he's he's Iron Chef hard. Oh, or Iron Iron Chef, or Iron, Iron Sheep, Iron Chef. And I was like, ah, baba, most excellent. That's what I'm like. You see, you know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. God damn, it was awkward. Of, oh and he God. just stands no, straight up. I, yeah, I, sh- I showed them. Oh, were you there when I showed them? I've, not, I've seen that a while long. Oh, and I was like, dude, y'all don't know about fucking, like, Shiki Baby putting fucking Hogan <laughs> in a fucking the Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing, dude, I'm surprised, like, again, you know, like, <laughs> I, I can't believe that hasn't happened more just, like, out of, like... Yeah, fear boner. Yeah, and or yeah, having a nervous boner. Did they haven't seen it? There's, yeah, there's, that's why he wears the denim shorts? It. Yeah. It oh, didn't man. help. Uh, <laughs> can he, you know how pissed I would be if someone put me in that met move and their dick is just like poking me in the neck? <laughs> I'd be like, I have one, one. I'm about to fucking like shoot on you about right to now. Pull it <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have to worry about the Steiner recliner happening. Uh, oh, I mean, you know, it's funny though because I heard that uh, Two Cold Scorpio once got a bone in the ring and he uh, put somebody's eye out. And yeah. Out. <laughs> okay. And he had a big hog. Um, <laughs> hey, Two Cold Scorpio or Robert Gibson? Two Cold Scorpio. Two Cold Scorpio all day, man. Apparently Flash so, Apparently it was so big, it was like, it was upsetting. People would be like, I can't be in the ring, in the shower with you. Probably ramps around his knee. Anywhere I go in the room, that thing's looking at me. He, he can't walk naked, he'll trip. That's, what, that's my line. It's like, it's so big, he has to tuck into his sock. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I'm tossing their towels. I'm tossing their Tank Rodriguez. <laughs> All the other dudes are tossing their towel over their shoulders. He just tosses his dick right over his shoulder. Hey, y'all want to know what time it is? <laughs> He's a human sundial. Uh, speaking of boners. Where is this going to go? Nowhere, absolutely. There was no transition into it. I had one. Uh, but uh, not a boner. I had a transition. <laughs> Uh, no, so what we're talking about today is a very controversial question you ask in the Mark community of uh, IWC, and that is the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Now, last week I asked you guys to think about it, maybe write it down, or just really uh, do some soul searching, and not so much for being your favorite wrestlers, you know, because, I mean, n- most of the people on mine aren't my favorite of all time. I just okay. think I think they were very instrumental to the business. Without without them, it may it may more so may be um, not where it, it's at today. Uh, so I do want to go around and uh, ask everyone you know what their four uh, the fours are. I think okay. Um, what I wanted to do I just wanted to see if we had anybody in common already, like on the same list, because I'm I'm pretty sure. It, Minus James, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where we all land here. Um, so why don't we start with like the so, four that everybody has kind of already established? So, see if those are in any right, of our list. So that's what I was gonna say. Does anybody have Hogan? Yes. Yeah, I have Hogan too. None of y'all have. Not. Okay, I, no, no, no. I'm just asking yes or no okay. questions. He's not in my list. Okay. 
And does anybody have flair? Yes. I do not. Do you? No. And does anybody have Austin? I've yes. got Austin. Okay. Kind of. You have Steve Williams, don't you? No, no, just I'll get to my list. Isn't it goes? It's gonna be on. Man Mountain Rock, Otto Von Ruthless, Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert. Anyways, continue. You're all fake, Razor Ramon. No, exactly. <laughs> Rest in peace. Did he die? Didn't that guy die? I don't know. Who knows? We'll have to uh, look this up. Hey, if he did, if he did, he probably treated hit all the ugly sticks. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Tanner. Is that guy technically in the Hall of Fame? Fake Razor? Because <laughs> Razor's in. Razor's not. Scott Hall is. Yep. Oh, you're right. Yep. Shit. Yeah, so no. That's probably why they didn't put Razor in. He's like, fuck, we don't want that guy. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Oh, hey, actually, you know what? Let's save that. No, you know, let's go over some news really quick, and then we'll get All into right. it. I just want to go over this really quick. Um, uh, WWE parts ways with two of their uh, C, uh, co-presidents, uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson. And they brought into another, it just got released today. Yep. Uh, they put in this guy named Frank Riddick III, um, which caused their stocks to drop 22% in yep. a day. Um, and, um, you know, they did this right before a shareholder meeting. So that's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm probably, what it, what it comes down to is that probably like the net subs for uh, WDB Network. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the bread and butter. You know, that's the quote-unquote bundle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that, I don't remember the last time other than, like, a pay-per-view that they talked about it. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it seems like all the all the marketing that they were doing for mm -hmm. the network has completely dropped, and now it's just, hey, you can get those pay-per-views. So, so, so it looks like those, those two people were the ones probably in charge of that. And sent, so they're getting rid of those two and just trading it for one person. Um, the next one, MVP's last match. For WWE, and you said that was my last match ever. No, for, he for, was for told. WWE. I think he was told. Oh that my that god! Was his last well, match. I don't know. WWE had tweeted it out as well. Like, hey, M MVP says this is my last match. Yeah, he put it on Instagram against Ray. What a granted, finish! Granted, how it ended, that dude can still work. I don't care what anyone says. Hands off to him. You know, anybody, anyone hanging up the boots that's able to hang up the boots. It's a good thing. Without any help, is a good thing. So he'll be Real on. Quick, uh, do you guys see that uh, Vice documentary, The Wrestlers? Because he was on the second episode, and there's a lot of like, like I, there's a lot to his story I didn't know. It was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, that dude, that dude was that a lost yet. cause, yeah, lost cause, yeah. and the fact that he's he is where he's at now it's incredible. I think he has like an MMA gym with his. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. he does. Um, if I think they have a where are they now um, piece on him too, which is short, which is short watch, um, probably along the lines of what the Vice documentary was about. I'll be honest, when when he came back on the Rumble, I was like. I was like excited for his return because I feel like he had something, he had something to offer that we don't see a lot of. Like Absolutely. His bombastic attitude, personality. And I was like, he could be really good for this roster as like a personality. Yeah. yeah. So I was sad to see him go so quickly. But. Absolutely. I mean, he was just amazing. And then when he made that Impact de debut, I was a little pissed. Oh, was it Impact or, or Ring of Honor? Uh, I want to say it was very lackluster. I think it was Impact. Yeah, I it was very that. lackluster. He was in Impact for a while. He had a big, you know, yeah. he was like. Uh, uh, it was like the co-owner, like as a gimmick or whatever. Anyway, the big one though, me and you talked about it yesterday. Uh, as far as transitions into the, re you know, tr who was going to be the biggest uh, acquisition going from WWE to AEW or AEW going to WWE? 
Now, Tanner brought up yesterday, we were talking, at, you know, off, obviously off the podcast. Um, he was like, well, Moxley. I was like, well, Moxley happened, you know, before AEW actually started. Um, we both agreed on... I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we, what a great setup. We both agreed on Luke Harper. That's right. And yeah, guess Brody. what? Nuh-uh. Luke Harper is supposedly going to make his AEW debut on March 18th. He is That's fr- soon. He is freed to clear. His non-compete clause ends on March 8th, which everyone else does too. This is according to Wrestling.com. Um, it, but, but they were going to, and in March 18th, it's in Rochester. And guess where he's from? Rochester. Oh, Dude. He was, on, uh, he was on Sammy Guevara's YouTube show. Like yeah, five, in, in that's Corpus. Right. Yeah, they went yeah. to a hockey show. Yeah, yeah in Corpus. Yeah, yeah just game. about two hours from here. Um, sports are called games. Yeah. A match. So so that was the biggest one. I'm excited about that. I don't think yeah. <coughs> it's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be singles or if he's going to be in another faction. As I'm seeing it now, AEW is actually, you know, turning up the heat a little bit. Yeah. And I'm excited about it. I think they're really turning a corner a little bit. There's, the past two shows have been solid. Yeah. They've they were been good. good. It's just Can fun, I you? you know, like there's no there's no there's not a whole lot of like extra thinking you gotta put into it. It's just a fun wrestling show. It is. Can I tell you a weird moment I had with AEW recently where yeah. it kinda of got to like it warmed my heart? Was Lee Ford? Was actually uh, well, that's yeah. Red Baker giving that a promo. Was, that didn't get to my heart. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, was uh, was actually was a very uh, a hot topic on this podcast, which was um, uh, um, denim shorts and, and tights. Uh, Darby Allen. Darby <laughs> Allen. There was a great moment um, with his last match where they cut to a kid in the audience. Who like a, yeah, like a five-year-old kid were in half of it holding the sign. All right, that's cool. And it really made me like remember being a kid, being really into staying, and it's like this is this like he might seem silly to us. There might be things about him that us as Jay he's that guy has marks. Yeah, he's like the new. And again, like it goes to like um, Matt Har- or Jeff Hardy, and like he's appealing to a certain demographic. And I'm like, that's exciting, man. That kid now has that his that new wrestler he idolizes, like. That was cool. I was like, I yeah. like. I was glad to see that. It didn't seem. You're absolutely right because I don't like him, but the how you described that, I remember. I I remember being a kid and be like, no one likes Undertaker. I was like, oh, I only like Undertaker, and I was a kid. Yeah. You know, and you, you connect with some something with yeah. it, and it's fun. Like, and the thing is that he definitely has his own unique vibe, his own unique thing. Yeah. So good. I mean, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm growing to be a fan. I think. His in ring work is what's making me a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, his like edge lordy stuff is. Can be a bit trite Those and silly. Those shorts and tights, though, dude. That's, I just have that because, like I said, I've said many times, all the girls I had crushes on in high school had that combo. But again, like <laughs> nobody moves like him. He has his own thing. But what I liked is that he's connecting with the audience, and that is really what AEW needs. Just, just get rid of the butt smasher, and I think I'll be a fan. And because I love the fucking, I love the coffin drop. Yeah, that's so dumb. It's I dumb. love the coffin. It's drop. a butt. It's a butt. It's a butt buster. I, it shouldn't work. No, it's supposed to be. <clears throat> it, it's supposed to. If you watch the first four or five times he hit it, it was his upper neck and back that he hits it with. Yeah, but he always has nails with the butt. Well, he's also he, doing it blind. he's falling <laughs> backwards. Yeah. But I think it's Whose cool. Whose fault is that? Anyways, but let's not get off topic. I'm sorry. Anyway. I, <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that, that's such a damn good... I think we lose sight of it sometimes. Yeah. We, a we, lot of the time. Wrestling needs to make new fan, like yeah. new dedicated that's fans. That's what happens. And if that's they're exactly doing that, what's happening. Them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah, so sorry I brought up the the Rushmore before at top of the news. I have the, I have the papers in front backwards. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so we're gonna go back to it, Tanner. Um, you know what? 
We'll skip Tanner Root. We're going to go to Adam first. <laughs> Fantastic. Because I think that way it'll give you some uh, material. Oh, to shit on him? <laughs> to yeah. Rebut- yeah, it will. Rebuttal. All right, so I think we have three out of the Your four then, right? Your first one isn't DDP. Yes. So, so, okay, so right off the bat, I know you have Hogan, uh, Flair, uh, Austin. and Austin. Okay, so just really quick on, on those, I think... Mind y'all, y'all don't have these three on, on y'all's list, Tanner and James. I have Austin. Okay, you have Austin. And you have sort of have Austin? I'll explain it when we get to okay. it. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'll let you go next then after Adam. Let me, I'll go af- I'll go last because it's going to... You're going to have to like... There's going to be some maybe some eye rolling, but we'll get to it. Oh. Which is great go. for a podcast. I mean, I, mean, I was definitely... <laughs> <Eye rolling>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll go third. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. I mean, I guess. <laughs> whatever it's just my show you know? <laughs> I mean I go whenever you want I'm just saying it's, no, I, no, I no. might derail it if I go before okay so, so okay alright Adam you know what just go we're, we're, alright just go just go fantastic so uh, just go the get, first out of, get out of here <laughs> oh boy here it comes the first three heads on my Mount Rushmore uh, again I start off with Hulk Hogan uh, in a sense Hulk Hogan changes the way uh, we view wrestling, right? Uh, before Hulk Hogan, you didn't watch wrestling on pay-per-view, right? It, it didn't reach as much of an audience uh, before Hulk Hogan arrived. And this question for me, Mount Rushmore, I have to ask myself, who pushed the art form forward? Who pushed it forward? Who pushed the limits of what being a wrestler could be? Mm-hmm. And first I say Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan is a star by which any other star is always going to get measured to. Are you as big as Hogan? Do you have the biggest box office? Do you have the big, as big a draw as Hulk Hogan? Can you carry a company? Can you carry two companies for as long as Hogan did? Uh, Hogan did it in the mid-80s and then at the relaunch of, uh, in the late 90s. You know, he was at this, these two kind of seminal moments that we talk about in professional wrestling in the past 30 years. Uh, as a wrestler... Hey, he never got out of his wheelhouse. He knew what worked. He knew he kind of did the same uh, moves over and over again. It wasn't going to like rewrite how people wrestled. But he did, uh, he used an incredible amount of psychology to make his matches feel like main event, mm-hmm. huge, uh, huge uh, spectacles. But he, he still also reinvented himself. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. crazy thing. It's like he could have lived off Hulk Hogan and doing uh, mustard and ketchup. For decades and decades, and that would have been fine. But to uh, in '96 to turn around and do black and white, and to be heel Hogan, and to that be almost as popular as WrestleMania three Hulk Hogan, that's crazy. That's the fact insane. that he wanted to, to to do that in WWF before he went to WCW, I that would have fucking. I think that would have tanked him. Like, yeah, I, honestly, I, it, it wouldn't have worked. Um, no, I mean the the alignment was perfect. For yeah, like, the way yeah the way it couldn't it filled have out. been it couldn't have been a better time to make yeah, that decision. Absolutely, 100%. I was just listening to uh, Jericho's show and he was talking to Bischoff and those guys, and Hogan turned him down like several times. Like Bischoff went to him and was like, "Hey, like I want you to be the third man," and like Hogan like practically kicked him out of his. Oh house. yeah, yeah, Hogan. Yeah, it was supposed to be Sting. It was supposed to be, uh, yeah. it was, like, it was Sting. Yeah, it was Sting had, had, some Sting. Sting had said yes, and then which was, I didn't know. And then it wasn't until uh, Hall and Nash showed up and were like, hey, man, like, this is, check this out. This is what we're doing it. That's how it's structured. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, I get it now. He was yeah. just like, we're getting rid of wrestling. Yeah, It'll be how much money? I think, <laughs> uh, I think ultimately, the, to put a pin on Hogan, is he was, uh, he did, he was in movies, he was in TV, he was, Pretty much a variation of Hulk Hogan, but the ability to say, "Oh, okay, so you are a professional wrestler." 
that has a certain cachet and you can be credibly in films and in other media uh, that kind of grows your, your Q status. He's one of the most, uh, think about it this way, he and Muhammad Ali and like just a very select few of celebrities and athletes are known around the world uh, throughout time. Yep. And so that's that's as big, uh, I think, as you can get it at some point. And I would say a recommended match to watch is either WrestleMania three against Andre, obviously, or if you want to just see, uh, again, a Bash of the Beach 96, see Hogan come out and see how it just turns. And if you want to watch, you know, lightning in a bottle, watch the end of Bash of the Beach 96. Also or watch Hogan Ultimate Warrior. Or I'd say watch Ro- Hogan Rock. If no, especially because it's the most, uh, well, I would say the most current of all the matches, no match can really show how adept Hogan was at connecting with an audience. That match, they shouldn't have loved Hogan like they did. But immediately, just with his eye movements, the way... Yeah. And you could see even the... Ro- Here's the thing. Whether it was Ho- Rock versus uh, Hunter, Rock versus Austin, you never saw Rock kind of in awe of somebody he wrestled with like he was of Hogan. Rock was learning something in the ring with Hogan, which you can see on Rock's face, like, holy shit. What learning on the fucking job. Yeah. <clears throat> and the dude's already over. Yeah. The, the second most dude over. Yeah. Second over dude, yeah. like, at that time. <laughs> and that second point, most Hogan dude was past his prime. He shouldn't, it shouldn't have it worked. It shouldn't have worked. But it was magic, yeah. And I, that was a match I only started, I only became really, I only really watched, you know, a few years ago for the first time. So, it was even at that time. Even my old jaded eyes was like, Jesus Christ, that is magic. Like that is very rare. What's happening? So, yeah, and then I, and me having Hogan too on my list. Um, with, with no Hogan, you know, that way for the sake of time, I'll, I'll go to. <clears throat> like no Hogan, no wrestling. What it is today? Yeah, just yeah. no, just just no possible way. And it's an absolute. He, he has a cemented spot. On that mountain, yeah. Like there's no other one, and I'm. That's why I'm like kind of confused why y'all don't fucking have that motherfucker on there. He's uh, let me, again. Mine is very complicated. He, <laughs> we will get to it. Okay. Uh, just, so yeah. So I mean, train, he is the most. He's the did most. Did you ever say your fourth? No. No. He. He. Yeah. He's. I. I would know who it is, but I mean, because he had shared that list with us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. But um. I'm just saying, to have he legitimately was. One of four people who was responsible for transcending wrestling into what it is today. And if I, there were, I mean, you can't say if there was no Hogan would be no modern wrestling because it probably would have been in some capacity. No, no, no. I'm just but, saying. No, but I'm saying, but we would have wrestling. But he was the most important wrestler of almost. Uh, well, I'd say at least a full decade, um, if not more. It's just hard because if you go into the '90s, like. At least fifteen years, but yeah, I mean he's Hulk Hogan. It's he he's the he is literally the uh, benchmark by how you're like how well known somebody is. He, is, yeah. I mean, if you think about affiliated it, affiliated like, with wrestling, like as far as for independence, he's the fucking George Washington of fucking of wrestling. You know what I mean? No George, you know, no George Washington, no freaking yeah. freedom. Of course, there's other components. <laughs> there's other other components of people that put together the, the Declaration of Independence. And of course, you know, eventually you had Abraham Lincoln who freed the slaves. Yeah. But without George Washington, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it it yeah. is. It's not what we know what it is today. You know. And, yeah, and you think you think about when he turned, and that was just one of the most pinnacle points of wrestling, and it was never the same ever again. We digress, so I, yes, I had Hogan on my list too. 
Um, Adam, two. next one. Does um, it, whatever three, whatever three you want to go with. I'm gonna go with Flair. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Flair is the wrestler's wrestler. Yes. And I think what's what's great about Flair is you could watch a match from 1987 with him and Steamboat, and uh, or maybe it's 89, and it would still hold up today. Like that match has not really aged, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, the matches that he has in the late '80s, you could would be you know six star matches now, uh, which is which is pretty interesting. A lot of wrestling you can without watch flips, with. if I may. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you can watch wrestling from any other decade, and it ages, right? There's certain things that uh, that they do, and, and different the, wrestlers did, and the it's back okay. rake. Which I saw on, on NWA and I loved it. Freaking yeah. Ziggy dies at the yeah. back rake. Yeah. Anyway, which was more of like just being a fucking heel. Like he's yeah. such, it's yeah. a heel move. Uh, yeah. Getting that heat, but uh, and I think Flair had the, the ability to wrestle anybody. Like if he wrestles Vader, you know it's compelling. If he who wrestles, hasn't he wrestled uh, Terry Funk? Whoever he wrestles, it's almost that person's best match, which is it's such a high amount of praise. Yeah, um, and then going also just the Ric Flair. Uh, persona that is kind of permeated throughout popular culture, right? You talk to hip-hop artists that say, you know, I saw Ric Flair flashing the diamonds, looking good. Uh, that became kind of, uh, uh, again, permeates culture so that people are like, yeah, maybe it is cool to, like, you know, show your wealth and do things like that and to have such an imprint on society at large and not be Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. um, I think it just speaks to how important Flair was to the business. But I, I think, again, if we measure how big of a box office star you are by Hogan, then we measure how good of a wrestler are you compared to Flair. Mm-hmm. Like, are you at that level? Are you even approaching that level? These guys are what I would consider, like, the measuring sticks. And they still are today. Right. Are you still as good? You ask You ask any of the people, like, who's, who's like, some of your favorite wrestlers, actual wrestlers like Ric Flair Ric Flair is the best of all time right you know and, and so I, yeah I think that's why he, he has to be on there because he's again by who everyone else will be judged uh, I think you have to put Flair up there absolutely 100% and that's exactly why he's on my list too but one thing about Flair though is like he didn't I mean he didn't have an original bone in his body like everything that he did did he took from somebody else he just did but it better he did, but yeah he did better and he, the one thing you can give Flair more than anything is that at a time when all of wrestling, it was the territory system. What really made the business work was um, taking in stars from other areas. But even your top stars, whether it was... Um, didn't, honestly, it didn't matter. There were top wrestlers who would maybe be huge in like Portland, be huge in the South, but they'd go to New York, they'd go to the East Coast territories, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Flair drew everywhere he went. Yeah. He made everybody money. Yeah. If you put Flair on the bill, that show's going to be a success. Yep. That that it, at that time, if it, if you didn't have Flair, so there could, Flair could have not existed. And whole companies could have gone out of business, which is. But I just don't see your argument. It's so positive. Yeah. You're like, why is he not? I'll get to. He's got some marky shit coming. It's not marky. I'll get to it. It's definitely marky. It's not marky. Alert! 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 I even said there's no there is no argument to this list. If you're doing saying who are the top four North American wrestlers, it has. There, there why are we even having this conversation? There it is. Keyword. <laughs> Key two words there. Oh. North American. Well, because there have been people internationally who have drawn more money than Ric Flair. Than the I know one of his picks. And is it's it gonna good. be Blue Demon? Outside of or Austin, Ioki? 
There, there are wrestlers who've outgrown any all the other wrestlers on that Absolutely. list, hand down. I'm a little nervous so, with you holding scissors right anyways. now because I feel like it's going to go. Anyways, right my list my is. Gut. I'm going to get to my list and explain my list. Okay. But anyways, like I said, there's no argument. If you're saying top four, who belongs in the Mount, Mount the Mount Rushmore of North America? If you don't say Hogan, Flair, Austin, and Rock, you're an idiot. Mm, my number four is not the same as his. But to put a cap on it, though, to put a, you, for Flair, you, the four, the fourth one might be arguable. But I mean, currently, has anybody succeeded outside? Yes. Well, we'll and, get to uh, it. And I'll get to it. We'll get so, to it. So, last thing about Flair. Uh, one of the matches I watched in retrospect, like 10 years later, was it was an episode of Raw where Brock Lesnar was a champion. This is 2002. So, this is like Brock was, was obviously an unbeatable uh, force. And he and Heyman come out and they say, We're going to challenge anybody in the back to come out. Flair comes out, right? And you're like, he's gonna murder this old man. <laughs> uh, but then Flair, like, bumps, but he does, like, back body drops, and he throws Brock against the ropes. And for a second, for that one second, you think, this guy is such a good wrestler, even at his advanced age, uh, that like he's Regal giving... It's like Regal versus Goldberg. Yeah, well, it's like he gave he gives well, uh, Brock, like, a little bit of Brock run for his money, and Brock, like, uh, kind of, like, freaks out a little bit, and then he, you know, gets in... And then, you know, uh, demolishes Flair. But for that one second, you're like, all Flair's doing is a back body drop, uh, a figure four, uh, a shoulder tackle. And that's it. But he, like, it looks tremendous against Brock fucking Lesnar. Yeah. Because Brock Lesnar fucking sells. Bork Lesnar. He's so good. <laughs> He's so Bork good. Bork Laser. Bork Laser. Okay. All right. Uh, number three, do this one. Because this one is different than mine. Right. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he shifted the attention of the universe to professional wrestling in the late 90s. Uh, I don't. I think you can say that unequivocally that and the, the big boom of the late 90s in professional wrestling, you could put one person that everyone's attention was on, and that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think... I think his, his run was... It wasn't as long as anyone else's. I think his run is really only four years. But in those four years, and maybe even three and a half years, he was the hottest it seems like, star. It seems like it was like a long time. It seems like it was like 10 years. I would say 96 to 2000. And anything after 2000 yeah. is hit or miss. He leaves the company. Yeah. And he eventually retires. But yeah. 96 to 2000, he's unquestionably the hottest, hottest star that maybe has ever been in the business. Mm -hmm. But just not the longevity. Right. Even when uh, he was doing the goofy shit, like with Angle. Keep that, keep that terminology. You said longevity. Oh, that's important. Uh, but I think so. Kind of going fucking there. Owen. Sorry. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, so that's that's it too. I think you can you can guide uh, Hogan's career or not Hogan oh, Austin's career. I mean, before uh, the neck break and after the neck break. Before uh, the neck break, if you watch the little Steve Williams matches in WCW, uh, he's more of a chain wrestler. He's yeah. doing uh, like drop kicks. He's moving around. It's it looks really really good. After the neck break, he becomes obviously the, the brawler that resorts yeah. to like dirty tactics, mud stomping, uh, mud stomping clobbering people. Yeah. But it's still good. Everything he does is with uh, an intensity. Yeah. He comes into the scene and he does everything with such a high intensity that everybody else in the business has to raise their game to match that intensity. He, yeah, he had, he had intensity and he had believability and he was, he, nobody has bought into their character, not even Undertaker. Nobody has bought into their character, maybe Hogan. But his bottom of their character, like, MJF, like like fucking Austin, because we it's you know you can tell because of his connection with the audience. Yeah, and I think I think the the magical thing too is that so many things had to go right for Stone Cold Steve Austin to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he has to be fired by WCW. He has to 
put time into ECW. Trips he, has to get in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. I was just about to say, the curtain call has to happen for Stone Cold to get the run. Just to get the spotlight at King of the Ring to launch mm -hmm. Austin 360, he has to go through and say no to Otto Von Ruthless yeah. and Fang McFrost. So there were so many things that had to happen <laughs> for to get to Austin 316. June ninety eight. Also, uh, also, uh, uh, Jake, uh, Jake Roberts has to be on his Christian Christianity kick. Yeah, because that, uh, that doesn't happen. It, I mean, it sets it sets the table for Stone Cold Steve Austin. But uh, other than that, though, like, what did he really do? Uh, everything he did was kind of classic wrestling. He just did it at eleven, right? Yeah, the one he, thing I will say to n n n it's the only not criticism, but the one thing I would say with Austin is, would Austin have been as popular if he didn't have McMahon? No. No. So that's, I mean, and that's not a criticism to Steve Austin. I'm just saying how important to his success was Vince McMahon. But how important maybe is Andre to... Well, which one of these guys doesn't owe their success to Well, Vince? no. No. There is no... Nobody on that list has a comparable feud. This one it's the biggest feud in, in wrestling history. This one doesn't right there. But these two... I mean, that was still... They all went through... They all... All of those other wrestlers might have been... You know, uh, Flair might have had Dusty and Sting and Steamboat. People bring up Steamboat. They fucking feud for... Like, a, I, I like, see what you're saying. But... It's like the Batman and the fucking Joker. Yeah, it's like literally inseparable. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that even like... I'm like... I'm just saying it's it's something that... It's it's interesting. But no, but here's the thing. No one else could have done that with Vince. No. Nobody they, they could tried, have done that with Vince. They tried. They tried. Yeah, with other people, but... It, it was the perfect dichotomy of yeah. the rich dickhead boss and your, your redneck, and that we're we going to say redneck, even though they, that's the thing. But yeah. we will say the working man, the working, yeah, just the he's you know. a man. But that's no criticism. Man. I'm just saying well, it's an interesting. I think it goes back to like how many things had to break to bring him to that that it? precipice. But, it, but, it, but it's also like saying uh, maybe not so much, and you'll probably you'd disagree. Uh, but it's like saying, like, if uh, if Hogan really did Hollywood Hogan in at WWF before going to WCW and not doing it with NWO, you know, it wouldn't have been the same. I don't think it would have. If he stayed fucking ketchup mustard, it wouldn't have worked. No. Well, if he stayed ketchup mustard in WCW, it he probably would have fucking he you probably, he would have shit, shit the bed on his career. Done, yeah. and he would have probably it would have been over. Ten years, yeah, it would have been over. sooner than than it was. But no, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, again. 20. The the Universe's Impact. attention was on professional wrestling in the late '90s, and I would say, and it was entirely he, he focused literally on saved. I don't get, this revisionist history of like, well, the DX fuck DX. If no. it wasn't for Stone Cold, fucking WWE might not exist. Doesn't exist. Well, they yeah. they said like Raw was in danger of being canceled in '98. Like you were still losing to WCW to Nitro. That USA was like, hey, this thing is not drawing ratings. Like. So who knows what happens to WWE mm. if Raw doesn't have? It's you know, not. It's not USA on the. It's Network. not on the stock market yeah. yet. You know? But uh, again, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Did he move the art form forward? I think so. I think now you you try to hit that intensity of Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm -hmm. whether it's in your promos, whether it's in the ring, uh, whether it's in how you carry yourself or the psychology, uh, his his importance of psychology uh, towards the character in matches uh, is uh, is what again everyone else has to kind of compare themselves to. Also, at the time, you had a fucking rock star fucking locker room at WWE. Even, I mean, honestly, like, some of your lower tier guys were as, probably as big as the low, the, the up tier guys now. Today. Chris Jericho yeah. was low tier. Yeah, exactly. Which well, is I mean, fucking well, insane. Well, Chris Jericho's not there yet. Like, before 99. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even have but any Guerrero or Benoit. Yeah. 
Well, you're thinking, like, yeah, that mid-card. Uh, mid-card was stacked. Yeah. Here's the one thing, though, about Austin is that, and wrestlers will talk about it, it's like wrestlers, when he was in WCW, even as a young guy, People would work work with him and be like, that guy's got everything. He's a good looking dude. They knew. People knew. Yeah, literally, he's got he's a good looking dude. He's got a good physique. He work, works really well. He's really easy to get along. Like with yeah. like um he had all the tools, but they weren't using them. He and he just he, but JR he also, told him to leave. Yeah, yeah. He was like, Yeah, you better off the way he yeah. got fired, but yeah. I mean, still. Um the one we disagree with, I'm I'm gonna love this conversation. And if you know, to me, I was like, "There's no Austin. This this one really yeah. doesn't work either." Too, uh, who's who's your so fourth this person on one your one and one A? Um, and I think I, I put the Rock because I think the Rock is probably the closest. Uh, he's the next generation of Hogan. If Hogan's the first person to kind of be in movies and kind of be in TV, uh, the Rock becomes a person that is a movie star. That becomes as well known as an Arnold Schwarzenegger or a Sylvester Stallone. This isn't just like Santa with muscles. The Rock is in franchise. Well, Rock bigger, is the he's number one. Than, he's bigger than all of those guys. Yeah, he's the number one movie star in the world. But yeah. he's taking, you know, the baton. I would say he's taking the baton from Hogan. Hogan and never reached it to that the, level. Exactly. Like he, he went even yeah. further. Now I think I don't know if the rest if there is a wrestler right now that has that crossover appeal to no. match the Rock. I don't know if that person's been born yet. No. To be honest with I'll you, I'll guarantee it might be born, but they're definitely not wrestling. But I, I would, I, I made the analogy of like Hogan's probably the first person to go into orbit and orbit around the Earth. The Rock went to the moon. Yeah, it's yeah. that kind of that giant leap forward. Now, yeah. as a as a professional wrestler, The Rock had you have to think about it. He kind of had those classic traits of like uh, a third generation star, ex football player. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the things that commonly that like, will make up a professional wrestler. Uh, but really, honestly, athletically, he was a linebacker that had the grace of a dancer. He could move around. You watch some of these matches, and there is a certain fluidity to these matches uh, that make it exciting. And, and then when he gets knocked down, and he kind of his body spasms, and he pops back up, or takes or, a stunner. And, yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's not great. I, what? Well, he like. Man, he I love great. it. He I would oversell, it. but but in the way he didn't oversell yeah, those. And again. Yes. It, in a way that fucking was super entertaining and super enjoyable. So, but watching yeah. those matches too. Again, he he'll do power sometimes with these great uh, clotheslines, but then he would try this to dabble. This fucking in. dude got over an elbow as the biggest move in wrestling. If you're, that should be impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, if you, th you think about it too. Like Jake got. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like that's how that's that's why my biggest grief with wrestling now because. Jake Roberts got the fucking DDT over. And it, it still looks good. Like, yeah. you, you watch him on that... Uh, yeah. Who doesn't do a DDT? DDT? Yeah, who doesn't do a DDT? And it, it's a move that he made. Yeah, he made. But I think, anyway. I, ultimately, the Accidentally. Rock... Yeah. He tripped. He tripped. Uh, I think The Rock, too, what's, what's also amazing is, again, high. if we just talk so much about Stone Cold Steve Austin and how big he was, to be your own iconic individual person in the shadow of Stone Cold Steve Austin and to be as, as iconic and big... I, again, it's to me, it's one and one A. Right, but Rock doesn't bring in new, new fans of wrestling. His name is Dwayne Johnson now. It's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson on his billboards. It Actually, is... no, it he's still called the Rock. I just watched something with him from like three months ago. They introduced him, introduced him as the Rock. So true, but I mean, if you look at his movies, he's not I mean, the same he, guy. He, he, it, yeah, it's it's not like, and I get it, like. 
he was so he was massively well, over. He, he has left wrestling behind. Yeah, it, yeah, wrestling is a second now, hmm. and like knowing that. Again, there might it, be even an entire generation of people that didn't even know he was a wrestler. I absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. There's that meme that says, "Have you ever noticed like Dwayne Dwayne Johnson and mm-hmm. The Rock look a lot alike?" Right. Yeah, so it's. <laughs> but I think I think now again, if you're if just you're, like the guy from Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Oh God! <laughs> if you're no, he's dead. Yeah. Roman oh, Reigns oh, or John Rip. Cena. <laughs> Uh, if you're any top guy right now in the past 10 years, you have to ask yourself, are you as big as The Rock? But, I mean, it's, it's, you have to separate movie stars from wrestling stars. But he wasn't a movie star going into professional wrestling, and it, it wasn't like he just And he was also, he was, he had reached a level of popularity that almost nobody reaches in wrestling. He was The Rock. I mean, he was on the tail of... I, he, there are still people yeah. who say he was better. He, even at the tail end before he went to Hollywood, I mean, I don't ever trust WWE box office numbers because you always know that shit is padded. <laughs> but there are people who say, like, if you look at ticket sales and merchandise sales, there was a there was a window where Rock was bigger than Austin. Oh, yeah. I, I, and 100%. so that's otherwise, as big as it gets. No, no, no. Otherwise, Austin would have fought Hogan. Yeah. You know, instead of Scott Hall, which well, I, I mean, that that was, I mean, that, that's beef on its own. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely Rock was more over, whether you like to admit it or not, was more over than Austin for a, a, for a brief period. A, yeah. yeah, but if, if, you're, again, if you're John Cena now and you trying to get your own crossover appeal, right, and you're brief. trying to you're on Good Morning America and you're making little movies here and there, that's great. But you're still okay. Well, who's the who's the number one guy that I can aspire to be? I don't know if I'll ever reach it, but who's the person I can aspire to be? Absolutely. Whose career? Then, then it's The Rock, right? But if you're talking about a wrestler's mindset of who who should I strive to be, I mean, it's a different between from a, a fan. I don't know. I would... Okay, wait, let me ask you this, though. Like, if like you asked your children, your, you know, uh, children that were, you know, smartened up in the biz, like, who, who The Rock was, or they could name you, like, right now, if they could name, like, a Rock match. I don't, I don't think a lot of people, would, a lot of kids would be able to do that. Versus ask them... Who my fourth is? It's not CM Punk, is it? <laughs> Hell no! I love CM Punk. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, but no, no, I was being realistic about this. You ask him who Chris Jericho is, a wrestler that we grew up with, still and, top and, guy today, and kids who were growing up with. Give me a second here, and I'll explain to you, good Shut sir. Shut up. He not only started before Austin, but also started before Rock. That guy has never, ever, ever, besides the WCW days. When he wasn't being pushed, he still found a way to get himself over on there. If you don't, if you don't remember his feud, his long, long-lasting feud with Rey Mysterio, that was an amazing feud. His imaginary feud with Greenberg, yeah. with Goldberg, that was amazing. Like he had to find he his got list. Over. His fucking list, like that's where the list originated from, and it's he got the word "it" over. Yeah, okay. an arm bar. Let me okay. And whoa, well, let let let, let me wrap this up because I know we're gonna end on you, okay? Hot shot. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I hot dogging and grandstanding. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, who's he's a current champ right now over for the brand new fucking company, and not to steal what happened on the on the on the, the Rock and Rager. He came out to his own music, to as the champ at. With his, his own, own, his own cruise, cruise, with people singing, singing his, his song that he wrote in 2020, and this guy broke in in 1989 or even maybe before that. I don't know. 1990. I don't know. I forgot the year on that one. 
Uh, but he broke in before Austin. Or Are you year... sure he broke in before Austin? Because I'm going to... I think you're wrong. Austin's like 88, 87. I'm going to look it up. And I want to say Jericho's in with... 90, 91. Jer- I mean, he was, right, he was in Mexico like in the 90s. Yeah. Jericho was in Japan also pretty early. Um, he also... I mean, he... he, he was a was a fucking darling in ECW too, but I mean that was a little. Well, unless bit later. Jericho was like fifteen and Austin was twenty four, right? Like, look, I'm just gonna say this about Jericho: Is he a? Does he deserve all the respect in the world? Of course. Is he important to the wrestling business? Yes. But if he was his, if he was on the, I'm gonna say this: If he was, if he truly belonged on the Mount Rushmore of of wrestling, he wouldn't be in AEW. Because not only, by the, not age, only. What I'm saying is, by his age, he would have reached a, a fame, a popularity, and a financial stability. He, that doesn't, he doesn't need to wrestle. He has a fucking cruise line. He doesn't need to wrestle. He, does, he doesn't need to wrestle. Stable. He loves wrestling. If one of those things goes down. Yeah, first of all, he doesn't own a cruise line. He fucking rents. A, he puts his name on a thing. It's like... Donald Trump. It's like, I don't, I don't own a fucking, you know... A, I apologize for you. Correction. Austin started in 89. Jericho started in 90. I apologize that I was way... Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But look, and that's no discredit. You're more welcome to your opinion, but I'm just saying... Jesus. I mean, it would be like saying... First off, Jericho is over with smarks. Oh, so everybody in New Japan is a fucking smark then. That when he when he came out to, to introduce the fucking Wrestle Kingdom match for fuck with Omega, Japanese people lost their the shit. Fuck the up. fuck, dude, they were so loud. Let, and, and let me stop right there. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. Put Stan Hansen on the list. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a big fan. No, I'm just saying. I mean, uh, yeah, but I, mean, I was going do. back to his point. The longevity of it. I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of Jericho. Never, never have been. Really never, but I give credit where credit's to you. Yeah, and no, that's I'm why not saying he's not important. But, but, I mean, the longevity of it, he's, he's been able to consistently stay over. He's the David Bowie of pro wrestling. He's able to. He's been able to have a long So you want to put fucking David Bowie in the Mount Rushmore of rock and roll? Oh, that's a hard pass. I fast. mean, yes. I'm not even a big fan. I'm not the biggest David Bowie fan, but okay, I know on. that shit's true. Can, can, I, can, I, can I counter your question with this? Who's more important to pro wrestling? Chris Jericho... Triple H. Chris Jericho. Uh, see, that's a good... I actually think that's a good question. I think... Who's I think... touched the business more? Oh. Triple H. Who's touched the WWE business more? And what is modern wrestling but a fucking extension of the WWE? No, Which... modern wrestling is not. There's so much more wrestling now. What do you watch more, NWA or WWE? Which one would you rather watch? There's so much more going on these days. Ask pro wrestlers who's done more... For the current state of wrestling. Let me tell you this. I, let me tell you this. No Shawn Michaels, no Triple H. Well, that's why one of those two dudes that you mentioned is on my list. Well, yeah, because... That, and that's I, a hot debate, too. But I'm just saying... And I'm not saying... I'm not giving any discredit to Trips. Cause Trips is amazing. Well, what I'm saying... But what I'm saying... What, like, look... Trips wasn't a top I guy. Love, I've been a Chris Jericho fan... I'm not. For decades. I love Chris Jericho. He was one... At a time when... Even when people were talking about Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and Dean Malenko, 
Jericho was kind of always on the periphery of even that. Like, he was never given the credit he was deserved. That's because his, he was just as good as those three in the ring, but he actually had fucking charisma. And he was, yeah. Which at the time, I, Eddie didn't get charisma until, unfortunately, pretty L- close. LWO, he had charisma. Yeah. I loved LWO. But, it was over as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was but, he but, was over as fuck as a heel. Wa- yeah. yeah, watch WCW. Did he have charisma in WCW? That's what I'm talking about. LWO. Yeah, he we have that. N- yeah, I watch it all the time. Yeah, he didn't have Chris Jericho charisma. I, I will oh fuck. no 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 that's no. what I'm saying. No no no, we didn't. Okay, he didn't fucking. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like he didn't ooze. By the time Eddie, off. by the time Eddie really got in the main event pictures, because he really developed and let true Eddie shine. Yeah. But Chris Jericho always had that charisma. All I'm saying, look, but. He's over in New Japan right now. He can sell tickets in Japan. He can sell tickets. He can sell seats in the states. He can he's go all, anywhere. Yeah, but again, too, he's he can sell fucking tickets on the fucking ocean. Look, here's the thing, though. You're also kind of undervaluing. Part of the reason he's so over, so respected is he's the last working wrestler who was alive during the Attitude Era. That's why he should be on that fucking. Well, know, but that's also him. because he was he managed. Look, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not an important wrestler, but just if you're gonna put something on the Mount Rushmore, they have to have been more meant more than just had great matches and has had a long career. They've had to change the business in some way. Which maybe you could say that it, five years from now we could look back and maybe he deserves a place with Ric Flair. I don't know. Right now, that seems he, insane. He is. He is the he single-handedly did. What I see, mm. Austin never Austin like you're saying needed mm. McMahon, Flair to Hogan, Flair to everyone else he worked with. He had a great roster too. Hogan, you know Hogan to McMahon again too. Hogan to Andre, Hogan to Warrior. Jericho was never really had that long lasting feud with somebody as far as like, not that it wasn't memorable, but the fact that he was just he was able to get himself over by himself with you know just that, guerrilla marketing was like i said it's not a discredit to him at all like i said mm. he's been amazing at being able to say relevant and current but at the same time <clears throat> has he ever main invented massive pay-per-views has he ever yes. been well, i'm saying i i don't i don't even he was the first know. he was the first undisputed champion yeah but against I don't know, Austin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a great some, some dude, point. Some, some dude named Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's Long an interesting guy. point. And look, how do historians view that run? Like, he was a fucking... He was never... Even when he was the undisputed champion, he still played second fiddle to those other two dudes you mentioned. Uh-huh. And, Consistently on, you know, was the top again, ten of... I'm not uh, even trying to be... I'm not, like I said, I'm not even trying to be devil's advocate. I'm just saying, like, there are criticisms that I, I maybe I don't even agree with. But there have been a lot of criticisms about Chris Jericho and how he has been either undervalued or underutilized in wrestling. And again, I don't know if he's ever been broken out of... He def- you can't... Um, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, if you go to the average person on the street, you go, do you know who Hulk Hogan is? Of course. Do you know who Ric Flair is? Yeah, I think I've heard of Ric Flair. Do you know who The Rock is? Of course. Do you know who Chris Jericho is? Blank face. I might have to disagree with you on that one. Again, but I'll give it five years. Give yeah, it five years, I maybe he, he, if he stays at that level, he's still at. I mean, All right. It, it's not that he's bad, but I still want to think, I want to compare, like, I want to compare trips to Jericho. That's I think that be a would long be a good. Because we, we haven't even got to Tanner yet. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep mine short. I'll All keep right. mine pretty short. Good. All right. So I think this is a topic that we should reevaluate. We, we should come and talk to every now and then. Like, hey, yeah. has, it, has it tweaked at all? Because uh, I would love to have Murdoch on my. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right, Tanner, let's go ahead. Okay, so I'm gonna preface and 
and I want to say that my list is based on who is the best in terms of contributing to wrestling as a product. Me too. That, that's, I'm not that's... talking about who's a great businessman mm -hmm. or who got famous in movies or who someone who doesn't like wrestling, it, whether or not they know him. Because fuck that person. They're no. not a wrestling fan. They don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Doesn't matter what they think. Yeah. So in that sense, Austin is still one of the best. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think enough has been fucking said about mm -hmm. Steve Austin. What, what mm -hmm. else can you say about him? Right. Um, I agree with you that Chris Jericho... You got Jericho too? I do have Jericho. Okay. Um, I don't have Hogan, and, and it's the, the reason is that I don't really go back and watch Hogan matches that much. Interesting. I okay. don't watch a lot of Hogan matches. I can't think of any, like I can think of some quotes, but I can't think of like those moments when like, oh, wow, Hogan gave a great promo. Hogan, you know? Hogan brought us like New Japan. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not yeah. saying like he's got great moments in uh, matches. Absolutely. He's got great moments uh, but in I, matches. But I rather watch I rather watch the intro to the Rock and uh, Rock and Hogan match than the actual Rock and Hogan match. Exactly. Like yeah. I turn it off after the intro. <laughs> so that being said, instead of Hogan, I have Savage. Ooh. Okay. Um, he's a guy that I can consistently go back and just listen to him talk, mm -hmm. watch his matches, everything. One of my top five. Throughout too. his career, mm -hmm. and it's still entertaining. Yeah. Agreed. Fuck contributing to the business. It doesn't matter. These are the best wrestlers. You can go down the street the and ask who Macho Man product. is, and yeah, a lot and of people would say. I have. That, a, yeah. I'll follow up with that. Go okay. Ahead. I mean, I, I had a I had a non-Mark know who Jerry King Lawler was. Oh wow. He's not going on this list. But okay, so it's an, it's a, you can have an argument against it towards it though. You could. You could. Yeah. Um, so I've got Austin. I've got Jericho. I've got Savage. Um, the other one I feel like is supremely underlooked and I, I don't know how um, when it comes to the wrestling product is Undertaker. Absolutely. No, I, I, I struggle with, with putting Jericho on there or Undertaker. Those are my two that I flip-flop with That's, all the time. And, and again, yeah. the reason is because it doesn't matter what year of his career it is, I will go back and listen to promos or watch matches. Mm -hmm. I can pick any number of matches yeah. Undertaker has Absolutely. and just watch them back. I can't do that with Hogan. I mean, maybe it's me personally, but I mean, like, I'll, I'll go watch the clip where he, you know, slams Andre. Mm -hmm. I'll watch the the clip where he, you know, looks at the crowd with with Hogan and or, you don't watch yeah, the Rock. you don't watch the Yappa Pie strap match promo. No, <laughs> or that helmet. <laughs> I, I don't watch those, and I don't do that. I don't watch Rock matches. Uh -huh. um, I mean, the only the only one that I really do is. Because it has fucking Steve Austin this in it, and he's I, on my list. I I can't I can't disagree. I mean, this is this is pretty solid too. Um, I think I struggle a lot with uh, up until recently. I had Undertaker on there, um, but up you know I, I switched it to Jericho just because of whatever he's been doing for the business as of late outside the fucking WWE bubble. Yeah, and he's in. People are laying eyes on he's wrestling. He's bigger again. than WWE. He's laying eyes. Outside WWE, he's bigger than WWE, if that makes any sense. But, um, yeah, that that big old bubble was so huge, you know, you, you get lost in it. I mean, um, he's he's bigger than WWE as in, like, as in, like, so many wrestlers need WWE. Chris Jericho. He doesn't, he doesn't need, yeah. He, he, he can go anywhere. Companies he can need, work anywhere companies in need the Chris world Jericho, and make yeah. fucking bank. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, that's, that's a great list. I, it, it's hard to argue with that one. I love the Savage one. Uh, I think Savage is that wrestler who, 
there was a time in period where people kind of forgot about him and kind of almost was considered a joke a little bit. Yeah. People knew the Slim Jim shit. They knew the Spider-Man movie, the Bonesaw McGraw shit. That's why he but, went NWO. What's up? But that was that's a, why he went NWO. All that yeah. he need to be taken seriously. But and, but the thing is, like, if you look back now, people realize what a fucking talent that dude was. He and people forget about that reinvention where he went like weird biker dude. Yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah, I mean, it was like a completely different person. Except those glittery tight shirts he would wear. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I <laughs> liked it. The well, backwards ba- backwards cable yeah. hat. Like, well, I like gorgeous George. Come oh, on, Oh, well. Uh, uh, it just, it just, it just, it just oozed nineties fucking night in the Roxbury yeah. fucking like go out and do some blow with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Savage is definitely one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, I, I honestly struggled between Jericho and Piper, believe it or not. I, that's a solid argument too. Um, but now, ladies and gentlemen, what you've been waiting uh, for. I want to Spit thank it out, you. Mark. I want, to, I want to thank you again for listening to the Tank Web Trigger Show. Don't that's all the time we <laughs> that's have. That's all the time we have today, folks. <laughs> the tape machines are rolling. <laughs> that's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> no way. I am so ready to talk no, shit you're to you. You're not leaving until we make fun of you. James. <laughs> okay. Jimothy, lay okay. it on us. What is Okay, so your first let me preface. More? I didn't even want to do this. Because <laughs> oh. I, no, no, I'm saying, because I feel like this conversation has been done to death. It has been. And it has. I feel like it's always going to be. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's subjective, and unless you put it into per, like, you say who's the who the most um, financially successful wrestlers or who are the best wrestlers. Even who got when famous say, after wrestling. Even when you say who are the quote unquote best technical <coughs> wrestlers, like that's still subjective. It's still a fucking fake fight. It's like who do you happen to find more believe. You know what I'm saying? Like there is still a lot of subjectivity <laughs> it's an art. to it. So it's an art. Yeah. It's, for it's my not top, a... from our my top four, I chose since the dawn of televised wrestling and i specified televised wrestling because of this there was a ton of great history huge superstars before tv that you can't quantify because they weren't glo- like they were traveling there's not hit record like it was a time when and i'm talking these guys were le- even legitimate wrestlers the luthes the guys who could legitimately win fights and it, I think you you are going after like the difference between the re- like wrestlers the movie star and wrestler like the legend. Yeah. So what I did was I said who are the most important to the actual scope of professional wrestling? The number one on the list because it, without this dude there wouldn't be modern professional wrestling is Gorgeous George. Before Gorgeous George there were no gimmicks. There were fucking dipshit ex you know co- collegiate wrestlers or former. True athletes who got in a ring on TV and and wrestled. Gorgeous George was like everyone looked like Stone Cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, they, all these like legitimate Side tough guys words. who didn't. Yeah, they like Harry. Gorgeous George was like, well, that's fucking. I mean, there was a lot to the story. I'm not. I don't want to oversimplify. But then they George's Gorgeous George was like, that's fucking boring. I, I want to do something different. I want to stand out. Boom! He literally created. My grandmother worshipped uh, Gorgeous. Like two generations of people. People. Loved Gorgeous George or they hated him. Yeah. But he stood out when professional wrestling could have died. Without Gorgeous George, there would be no professional wrestling. And I mean that sincerely. Many historians have said, without Gorgeous George, it would have gone off TV and it would have fucking disappeared. It would have been an arcane thing of the past, like fucking, uh, you know... um, Medicine shows. Exactly. So... Poor George, without a doubt. I do want to mention, you've said it a couple times, I think you're using the word historian pretty generously. No, I mean literally, like, there have been books. Mark. 
No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, like even on like like wrestling documentaries and like um, you, whenever ESPN does like a the history of pro wrestling, yeah. Gorgeous George is that cultural yep. icon. I would say the second biggest cultural icon, and I brought him up, and I think you already know because to outside of North America, the biggest wrestling star for like twenty years was El Santo. Good pick. He had a bigger turnout to his funeral than any president in Mexican history. He was a movie star when wrestlers weren't in movies. To this day, his any t-shirt or any item with his mask on it sells and makes millions of dollars. The dude's been dead for 30 years. So, culturally speaking, he carried Lucha Libre. I mean, you have Mills Mascaras and other guys who've come. And Blue Demon. Who, and Blue Demon, who was like integral, but no... El Santo was loved... When El Santo, like, if El Santo was losing, there were, like, legitimate riots. He could cause whole cities to empty out and rush a ring because you know, they loved him so much. So, any conversation, like, if you're saying with the scope, I mean, big in North America, big in South America, big in Japan. Japan fucking loves El Santo because, again, they recognize his, his, his importance. And, again, not to be a supermarket, but in that same Too realm late. would be Ricky Dozen. Ricky Dozen was a, he wasn't just a wrestler, and he wasn't, he not only saved Japanese pro wrestling, but he bridged, he like healed Asia. He like, because he was a, he was a Korean who went to Japan, pretended to be a Japanese, then they found out his background, Koreans loved him. Like he, he brought together warring nations, but he also was super important. He was, he was a strength for Asia during the post-war when Asia needed strength. When they need to not be like, you know, Hitler's fucking sidekick and hated by America. Ricky Dozen gave all of Asia like a cultural icon and hero. And again, box office, that dude sold out every, I mean, made billions and billions of money, billions of yen, uh, yen for people. Yenny. Um, my fourth one, oh. now there's a lot I could do with Bruno San Martino because nobody <laughs> in history has ever out. Hit, People do not understand. First of all, he was a what? He was a, he was champion for what? Eighteen years straight without losing. Yeah, His record speaks for itself. But I would say the fourth most important person in pro wrestling history in the modern age is. It would have came out. What? I misspelled Ricky Dozen. He wrote Ricky Dozen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I the and I, I was like I don't think that's right. <laughs> my number four, I think most important modern pro wrestler is Shawn Michaels, and I can tell you why. Shawn Michaels, without no, Shawn Debatable, Michaels, yeah. we wouldn't have modern wrestling. Shawn Michaels gave hope. First of all, he changed... I mean, first off, in ring rank, nobody will ever... Some people might reach his level, but that dude could have fantastic... Terrible human being. You could say all you want about him negatively, but people... Even though, like, again, when he was champion, box office came down. I mean, not as bad as, like, Diesel and shit, but true wrestling fans watched... Shawn, Shawn Michaels is the fucking Ramones of the wrestling world. He showed smaller guys, guys that weren't Hulk Hogan, guys that weren't the Ultimate Warrior, that you could not only, you know, be a fucking pro wrestler, but you could be a great pro wrestler. All of the dudes that we love in pro wrestling right now, all of the ricochets, all of the fucking um, hey, Adam don't Cole. Put words in my mouth. Uh, Do <laughs> not put words in my mouth. Uh, Jesus Christ. But everybody, even modern wrestlers who hate Shawn Michaels, this I know this dude was important. They say people, I hate him. People who hate Shawn Michaels was like, yeah, he's still the best of all time. So for that reason, like you know, yeah, did he draw as much money as Austin? No. Was he the cultural icon of, of The Rock? No. But 
without Shawn Michaels, we may not have the wrestlers we have today. So we'd have WCW. Yeah, exactly. We'd have power plant. You'd have fucking ex like Jim Jim Brats and like Hercule Her- Hercules one, two, and three. Oh man, the ding dongs. Well, you know, um, I thought I was going to be heated over your list. Um, there's maybe one that I could probably like. All right, cool. But we're not we're not going to go there. Uh, what I want to do, out of respect for your brother, mm-hmm. uh, is read what he wrote. Yeah. Yes. So shout out Mike. Um, so he starts off with, hey, gentlemen, uh, I hope all is well with you all. Are you all well? Yes, sir. Awesome. I've been given a ton of thought to the whole Mount Rushmore question, and there's no, there's so many variables. Agreed. Um, there have been, what, 45 presidents and thousands of pro wrestlers, maybe a hundred worldwide that could be in this conversation. I feel like Austin Rock, Flair, and Hogan are the names I see most often when this question comes up. Obviously, you know, you saw that today. Uh, you could add the Brunos and the Michaels, etc. <laughs> Pretty good. But the two names I have thought a lot about today are, number one, Vince. Yeah. And I hope he means McMahon. And <laughs> Russo. Bro. 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 Um, Put it on a poll, bro. <laughs> who any list has to admit the opportunity to draw an influence is directly tied. Yeah. All right. And two, uh, one of the names I haven't seen on any list... On uh, all of the hundreds I looked at online for ideas, Fabulous Moolah. She was a shit human being, but she or Trish are the foundations for an entire gender, loving the business and aspiring to be. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, then there was also a time, she was great Moolah, the great Moolah. The Fabulous Moolah. The great Moolah. The Fabulous (laughs) Moolah. Imagine that sex tape. That would be a good gimmick. I know, exactly. It's just in drums and it's like... Somebody on the Indies needs to do that. My gimmick is white slavery. No, no, he spits glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. He spits uh, lesbian bondage. Um, uh, Anyways, but there was a time she she sold more tickets than a lot of male wrestlers. People hated her... Or some people have, but she was like such a massive heel. She had a massive, I mean, if you, and that's the thing. They would have seen her ass kicked. Yeah. I feel yeah, like it's kind of being like, well, Hitler made highways, and that's pretty cool. But I would buy a ticket to go see well, Hitler get his ass kicked. First of all, <laughs> it's the, the Autobahn, and second of all, no, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. not going to defend Hitler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again, no, but like it, I mean, half the people on our list were, I mean, people are shit human beings. Yeah, but if but, it, but what I'm saying Steve is Steve Austin beat beat his. If, if there was a card that said, "Hey, Austin versus Hitler," guess what ticket I'm buying? Yeah, I'd buy ten. Yeah, I'd buy ten. Yeah, like, hey, get, hey, friends, guess what we're doing? No, today. I would no. That would be for me to run up and down the <laughs> railway. <laughs> yeah, just to see Hitler get his ass kicked. But yeah, uh, shout out, Mike. Good, you know what? That I, you. Good picks, Mike. <sighs> Damn good picks. Even though he only gave us two. But do you consider Vince a wrestler? Yeah, Look, I mean, there is no. If you're gonna do so. a, a Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, he's the fucking mountain. I mean, he's yeah, he's yeah. the most important person in pro wrestling history. Or Vince Senior. Nope. No. Nope. Because again, he. Vince they Senior were local acts. Vin, without Vince McMahon, there was no global pro wrestling. Gotcha. So. Understood. Yeah, and he made his dad. He promised his dad he would never sell out, but then he croaked and changed his mind. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, hang on before before we wrap up. I just want to, you know, if we can all, as wrestling fans, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, we all had a lot of differences, come together and just agree that I had the best list. 
Thank you again, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for uh, listening here today. <laughs> and um, you know, remember I didn't get to talk about Undertaker because I had follow ups on Undertaker. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, you had you had a good list. Thank you. It wasn't the best. Some would call it the best. Uh, so, a lot of people are talking. A lot of yeah, no. Um, I think you're. I think you're having a generous usage of the word <laughs> people and a lot. <laughs> hey, you know what? Actually, tell us. You know who? Out of all the all the five lists you've heard today, I know Mike only gave us two, uh, but still, who had the best list? You let us know. Uh, reach out to me on the Instagram at the Tank Rodriguez, um, and yeah, in the Twitter. Oh, I forgot my Twitter name. A bit of <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what my Twitter is. I don't. I don't check it that often. I can look it up. All right, cool. I, can look I think it's the Twitter. under the uh, Tank underscore Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. And you have your own podcast, right? I do have my own podcast, uh, which I do remember that information too. Thanks. Tank Drew. underscore Rodriguez. That's exactly what I said. All right. So I do have my own podcast, and I do remember my own Twitter handle. So thank you very much. In your face. I make my own lists. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know uh, who won. Uh, we look, I look what? forward. You know, I look it was forward. a competition, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look forward to uh, winning this. And uh, we're gonna get that $10 Quiznos gift card. Uh, I fucking hate expired Quiznos. Thundercloud yeah, <laughs> I was gonna read this or the small can, print for you. you. You can exchange it for a $5 gift certificate to Shoney's, though. Hey, they serve uh, Which one? alcohol in Apple. There's only one. <laughs> Well, there's only one up here, right? In Converse, yeah. Yeah. I uh, they serve alcohol there? No. No, the fucking one that uh, oh, Steiner, Steiner? Owns. Steiner owns. Ackworth, Georgia, I hope baby. he's gone. I hope he's done with whatever. Yeah, I agree. Steve Mooney. Oh, oh Sean, Sean Mooney. Mooney. Sorry. Sean Mooney. Amazing. Excellent. God, I don't know who the other guy was that the Steve Austin uh, lookalike. Oh, I didn't like that guy at all. Get I, that I like, dude off yeah. my TV. I was like, <laughs> I was like please stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you again for listening, guys. If you haven't already, please take the time to subscribe to us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review to let me know what you think. We'll definitely see you the next time, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to talk about these lists. I know it's I know it's been done before. It was but, fun. But it was, it was really fun. fun. No, it was, was fun. it was a good thought-provoking conversation. Um, and we'll do more of these versus, you know, just always talking about what happened this past week in wrestling, which was a good week. Yeah. And I know we didn't talk about, r- about Rumble. We I haven't seen um, NXT yet. We didn't talk about lots of things. I'm very upset, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about something, Sunshine? No, it's fine. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll bring it up in the next podcast. Oh, maybe. I did want to mention Mike t- Mike brought this up too. Um, Jesus last Christ. little tidbit Had is that ending in NXT Japan game. is almost guaranteed. Yep. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. We'll follow up on that story. All right. See you next time, guys. Bye.